Hey Swifters, I'm Simon Schofield and this is The Zwiftcast coming up on this episode. Get your hot dogs here and your elevated rides into future Zwift. We have a new world and it's New York. World switching. There may be some news soon. We meet Marge. She got Strava famous when she got on Zwift and just kept on going. And Zwifter Rachel Elliott's new life and her new battle to become a Paralympian. Uh, now, at this point, I should say to listeners, if my voice sounds just a little weird, uh, that's because it is. Um, I had a massive, uh, slightly unscheduled amount of dental work yesterday, and it left me with a lith. Now, I know you shouldn't take the pith from people out of <laughs> with people with lith. <laughs> Uh, but if people want to um, take the pith of lith with me and me alone in Zwiftcast listeners, I'll, I'll permit them to do it on this occasion. Uh, and uh, I apologise if I sound a bit weird, uh, which I think I do. Well, they're here, the deadly duo, Shane Miller. Good day, mate. Good afternoon. You live in the future, Shane, as we know, Down Under. Down Under is in the future. So you've had it longer than everybody else. Uh, there, for your opinion, can be about, I don't know, maybe eight hours more considered than anybody else's. We'll get that in a moment. But... Instant reaction, please, mate. Let's 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 go for the three-word trick. Uh, I'll keep it Australian. I'll go with yeah, nah, all right. There we go. There's my three <laughs> words. <laughs> so underwhelmed, overwhelmed, or or, or a mix of both. Uh, look, I think it was what we were expecting. The uh, the futuristic side of things really caught us by surprise with the transparent roads there. That's going to be a bit of fun. Um, I'm I'm going to need more time on it, especially more time to figure out which is left and which is right, because there's a lot of intersections I need to get my head around. Yeah, yeah. When I rode it, I kept a real, real close eye on the mini map actually. And and the other thing I should say, without without kind of bragging, but being to New York and riding a bike in Central Park, which I've done a couple of times, really helps. Anyway, uh, Nathan Gary, yo, dude. I know you're more of an owl than a lark. Uh, so were you up for the release? Instant verdict from you, fella. Yeah, I actually just got off uh, New York, uh, did a little bit of HIT intervals. Uh, instant, let's see, um, flying cars with. That's what I'll go with, flying cars with. <laughs> yeah, there's flying cars and there's weird horses and stuff. I mean, it, it, it does look different, doesn't it? It, it do, For Drift, it does look different. Yeah, it definitely looks uh, a lot different. The the futuristic look is really cool. Um, the You know, going through the parks, uh, I like some of the changes there as well in the way that the the bikes or the riders are interacting <clears throat> with the roads. Um, and then, of course, obviously, when you start going up the uh, almost rainbow roads, it's uh, it's a whole different look and experience there as far as the scenery goes. Yeah, uh, Shane made a, a quick reference to it, but the, the, the really eye-catching thing for me was the transparent or semi-transparent or translucent in places roads, uh, the elevated roadways. They look really cool. Anyway, it's been a year in the making. It's Zwift, but not as we know it, Jim, because the new world is set 100 years in the future. How, what, why, where, when, how? Some of those questions can be answered by Tony Arugas, a senior game designer at Zwift and the man who led the team who made the course. Here's Tony. I started by asking lead 3D artist Tony Arugas about the research which went into the new course. We ended up sending myself and two other artists to New York and we spent a weekend there just riding Central Park for two days, you know, walking around, taking video pictures. You know, we had Charlie take us around the whole, the whole course and kind of explain everything from his years of just riding this course. Charlie being Zwift exec Charlie Eisendorf, a native New Yorker who knows Central Park like the back of his hand. He's not the only one. CEO Eric Min has also raced extensively on the course. We have a lot of people in the office who are well-versed in Central Park. Tony and the team combined the recce material, the local knowledge and Google Street View to get both the overview and the detail exactly right. This rock we modelled after a specific rock there. When it rains and freezes over, they have to put hazard cones here because it's just ice because right. it drips off onto the road. Like we, would have kn we wouldn't have known that from Google Street View or anything. 
So much for the accurate recreation of features from the real world of Central Park. But what will perhaps surprise and delight Zwifters is the futuristic elements. The first time the game has projected forward in time. How do we want to address New York in the future? You know, that's where most of our time was spent, was just coming up with the roads and coming up with a sort of language for a Zwift future. The standout feature and the defining symbol of the futuristic nature of the course is a network of elevated roads. I guess it gives two things, doesn't it? It gives elevation in terms of a climb and it, and it gives greater distance. Is it, are those the two, the two watchwords, really? Yeah, those were the main reasons we did this. Um, we need more road and we need a climb. How do we do both of those? And there looks to be some fairly sharp gradients on that. Uh, yeah, it's, it's got a little little kick to it, but it doesn't last a long time. Not like Alpton Zwift or yeah. anything like that. Yeah. So these elevated roadways, this they, they'll obviously extend the course significantly in, in distance terms. Mm -hmm. It'll um, probably double the amount of road. The elevated roads also give great views of the Zwifty architecture. We drew a lot of inspiration from real-life architects, uh, real cities like Dubai, right? New York is still there, but we're adding new buildings to it. In some cases, even adding on, to, on top of the actual older buildings, yeah, yeah. Um, sort of like uh, some parasite architecture. Future New York by night takes on a completely different character. And this is a whole other set of work, isn't it, this different lighting state? Uh, yes. We have to do both daytime and nighttime. It's maybe... It's maybe a third more of the work. Right, <laughs> yeah. Because you've got the infrastructure, you're just yeah. changing the, the lighting state. But it is something that we have to consider when we are building assets. What is this going to look like at night? I think the futuristic element is kind of slightly heightened by the darkness, isn't it? Yeah, it kind of has a, a more future vibe, I guess, because of all the glowy bits. Yeah. As some of the detail of the new course is revealed, you begin to understand what's taken the time. I hate to use the cliche, but it is, it, it's next level, isn't it? I mean, this, this really has moved on a long way. I mean, look at the detail down here in these kind of atrium areas. Mm -hmm. We've got, oh, we've got people. We have more people because it's a city, I guess. Pretty massive levels of detail here for something that you may be only going to glimpse out the, out the corner of your eye. <laughs> yeah, we just, every time we just want to push, right? We want to make things a little bit better than what we did the last time. It's always good to do, but... It's always a struggle to yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah the are catching feature the quality of the foliage is extraordinarily good i think yeah we did we wanted to you know make new trees and kind of just push everything as far as we can with this i noticed there was a book on trees on your desk yeah <laughs> you're a tree expert now uh no i don't think i'll ever be a tree expert <laughs> but but you know it definitely helps the Zwift Animal Kingdom has expanded with the New York course. And we had a real horses originally, but we kind of felt like it was real horses, they're cool, but let's make a future horse. That looks like a Trojan horse, actually. It looks like it's been modelled on a, which yeah. is a very old horse. We looked at toys and you know, models, just life sketches and yeah. stuff, and we kind of drew inspiration from a bunch of things for this. Real detail on the carriage again, isn't it? Padded leather seats and gold piping and you've been going mad with the detail brush again haven't you and these kind of serpentine lamp standards again uh very kind of swifty look to those yeah well, we wanted like smaller tech like future bits so what kind of lampposts would would they have you know they would still in central park they would still have these old yeah. lampposts like central park's kind of the haven you know some sort of reserve yeah. you know keep central park central park yeah you know, that idea but every now and then little glimpses right the lower level central park but up above you know it's the future and and there's a little intersection here just to the left that suggests the possibility of extensions in the future uh yeah along with you know all of our other courses we kind of want to keep them alive for a bit you mm -hmm. know since new york is kind of our course as well uh, it's not tied to any sort of big name or you know, anything else it's, it's kind of our world so we kind of want to keep it alive and it will be i mean this is going to be a surprise to just about every single zwifter i think yeah do you think it's going to be well received i mean my my initial impression is it's going to be very well received just because of how 
for how beautiful it is and how different it is and, and the different options it offers. I definitely hope so. I mean, I'm always worried <laughs> when things release. You know, the the night it releases, I'm always just up refreshing. It's like, is, who's got it? Who who saw it? What are they saying? But I, I have a good feeling. I think I think people will like it. So, fellas, this is the first a big thing of what's going to be a series of big things this autumn or fall. Um, has it met expectations? Nathan, there's 10 cycling routes and three running routes. I, I'm, I know I'm outnumbered on the pronunciation of routes, but hey, I'm, you know, I'm sticking with the Brit version. You, you go with your routes, I'm going with my routes. Um, but that seems kind of about the right balance to me. Yeah, I really enjoyed the, what I, I, the closeness of all the routes. It's not a large world, but I, I kind of like that, actually, the ability to quickly get to one place and another. Whereas, uh, you know, Watopia is really awesome, and it's obviously like one of the favorites. London, really, co really cool, too. But everything's really, really spread out. And I was realizing I was as I was riding, like, I can kind of quickly get to one place or another to find others who are doing things pretty quickly on the New York route. I really... Uh, enjoyed that. Has it met the expectations as far as like the futuristic part of it and the scenery being that? Yeah, it's it's really really cool as far as that goes. It's um definitely a a, a new experience and and I I got a little bit of a look at it real early on uh, and was super super excited about it then and now riding it now um it it definitely I'd say it, it went beyond my expectations even uh, jumping out there and and doing the KOM on that translucent road was uh, pretty sweet. I, th I think we're to reinstate the good point nathan award of the uh, of the week good point nathan on the on the on the kind of um closeness of of, of the routes um and chain something you referred to that that does tend to make um intersections a little complex do you think navigating your way around the place is going to be easier harder more rewarding look i think for new riders especially well i consider myself a new rider given they've just changed the interface for intersections we're gonna you sort of have to press the up key then across to know what routes are there so they've changed that on us and then introduced something with more complex intersections look for me the new road the new visuals are fantastic that the the flying taxi that went across reminded me of the fifth element like nothing else i was waiting for lilu to jump out with her multi-pass um so it's pretty cool through the um the visual side of things but look I mean, I'll take the other route with this one. I'll go over the word route as well. That's that's the way we say it. Um, look, it's to me, it's the same riding experience. It's the same game experience. And it's the same since about four years ago. Nothing's really changed in that respect of what we're doing on the bike. I think they've really nailed the cycling simulator side of things. This is their first push, I guess, into the future and what may come. I think the next move from Zwift has to be it definitely has to be towards the gamification or something within the application itself that changes things. We need a reinvention. We need a revolution. We need something to change because just new roads, it's nice and shiny for now, but are we still going to be talking about it next week? That's my question. Yeah, well, it's a good point, Shane, and it was one I was going to raise. I was going to be the grit in the oyster, but you, but you beat, beat me to it, so there might, be, <laughs> there might be two little bits of grit in this particular shiny pearly translucent oyster that is new york i mean it, it, it is beautiful it is absolutely beautiful the artwork is stunning and and the best we've ever seen from swift i absolutely get that there'll, there'll be a whole lot of excitement around the new roads and new routes i get all that too but there's but lots that, of trees there's lots yeah, of trees uh, and the tree, and they are gorgeous. I mean, the foliage is off the scale, beautiful. I mean, it really is. The, 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 the visual execution of this new world is amazing. But, you know, being gritting the oyster, I, I, I was, you know, I was going to kind of make the same point, really. It's, it's the same experience with, 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 with different beautiful visuals, which is great. And I think, personally, I actually think that will be enough for, for most Swifters. I mean, we've been on this platform now... Goodness me. I mean, it might be four years, but it's certainly three. Uh, I think it, this might be my fourth season, fourth indoor season on Swift. Uh, and we've been, around wow. a long, uh, we've been around a long time, but a lot of people haven't. Uh, I mean, do you think, Nathan, do you think people like you, me and Shane, and, and a very, very small section of the community that you see popping up making these kind of points, do you think we're the canaries in the coal mine or do you think that we're just, you know, utterly unrepresentative of the broad mass of Swifters? Oh, that's a great question. I think it's really mixed. There's a lot of new 
as well as kind of new. Right? I mean, there, there's a huge time span there that we're dealing with four years, three years, two years, one year, six months, someone who just jumped on yesterday. I mean, I think there is some canary in the coal mine as well, as far as like once we have the full uptake of, uh, you know, a lot of people who can get on the platform have all been introduced. And then it is Zwift with flying cars. You know what I mean? So like, <laughs> like, so you're still doing like I did ride my I did the ride today. I was really impressed with the scenery, but I was still I was like, this looks really cool. And then after it looked really cool, it was I'm drifting. You know what I mean? It was like the same yeah. same exact yeah. uh, simulation experience that I was getting. And there's new roads and new place to go. And it's more interactive. I definitely like that was the one thing that stuck out to me that did change with this is that it, the, the idea of being able to get places quicker was the one thing that really stuck out that I was able to like at least interact a little bit more to find people maybe or something like that or go to a place quicker that I want to go do something on. Uh, that was uh, definitely noticeable where the interaction did change a little bit, if that makes any sense. Um, mm. But, you know, I was thinking back to the Volcano uh, release, and I was, like, so hyped about when the uh, the Volcano released. And I remember the same feeling where I was like, all right, sweet, it's a Volcano. And I went and did it, and I was like, all right, now I'm riding around in circles on the Volcano, and I'm drifting. You know what I mean? So, yeah, there definitely is a... Um, a uh, uh, an urge for like gameplay entertainment fun side of it uh kind of thing and th you know there'll always be the interaction with other individuals that makes things fun and i think that's why a lot of people who've been on the platform for a long time end up racing a lot because mm -hmm. it's mm -hmm. the people that bring them back and the interaction with the people that the social side of it that's bringing them back or do lots of group rides you know mm -hmm. so um yeah. So, anyways, that's uh, that's my two cents on the uh, Zwift with flying cars. Shane, are we just canaries in the coal mine that can be safely ignored because we represent like 0.005 percent of, of of the Zwift customer base, or are we the canaries in the coal mine that are singing a song that you know maybe somebody might just pay a little bit of attention to? No, you know, not that <laughs> not that we have a monopoly on this kind of thinking. I mean, I'm sure John Mayfield and Eric Min and all the top guys at Swift uh, recognise that the platform has to advance in functionality sooner rather than later, perhaps. Yeah, no, I think you're spot on there because a lot of the things we've spoken about probably six months ago, 12 months ago, they do happen. They do sort of come around. I mean, level 25 has been level 25 for a while. I mean, I think we get sick of asking for more than level 25, but that still keeps reoccurring. So we do see these themes keep popping up, things that we've discussed in previous Swiftcasts or previous things we've discussed whilst in-game or having a chat. Um, whether we're the target market anymore, I don't know. Um, if we're moving towards the spin bikes, maybe towards the Peloton market, maybe towards the, um, I'm not sure, is the hardcore training racer where we've come from, are we the, the key audience anymore? Well, hopefully, hopefully we are. <laughs> I hope so. Um, but I, I guess it really depends. Uh, and I guess having a number of worlds perhaps means ultimately they'll be able to serve more than one audience in more than one way, perhaps. Um and, and having a variety of functionality would, would probably aid that cause as well. Um, Nathan, I think we are a bit weird because we've been around a bit, you know, a bit too long, some of us may be. Um, but, but, but the broad mass of the community, how, how do you think it will be received? I, I mean, I think there's, it's mainly going to be extremely positive, actually. And I do think we are, like you said, a little bit weird. I mean, we've been on this for, four, you know, the four <laughs> years thing, and, and we've had a lot of experience with it. Now, there are a lot of other people, I think, out there like us, though, and I think there will there there is an undertow of those people who are saying the same things. But I think mainly it's going to be a uh, and, and and I still I am I'm not like poo pooing it or anything. It's like it is a really cool, awesome course, um, and uh, I'm right along with those people with it. It's just uh, the reality of um, the same experience over and over and over and over and over and over and over again. Um, and uh, but but. Yeah, I definitely think uh, the overall is going to be a lot of hype, and we've already seen that. I mean, the 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 groups immediately, the posts from Zwift about it, and the uh, you know some of the promotionals we've seen with it have gotten a lot of really great feedback. I haven't seen much of anything 
that's been negative at all. I think we should not leave listeners with the impression that we're negative either, because, well, certainly for my part, you know, I'm not overwhelmingly negative about New York. In fact, I'm very positive about it. It's it's more roads. Everybody always loves more roads. Uh, it's different kinds of roads. Uh, you know, I, I can't kind of overstate the, the point that the artwork is utterly stunning. I mean, it's beautiful, you know, beautiful execution from the natural features like foliage to the man-made stuff like buildings and then the kind of st- like semi-fancy stuff like the transparent roadways. I mean, it's... Hot dog stands. <laughs> and not forgetting the hot dog stands. Uh, <laughs> you know, it, it, it's a great, great, great piece of work. Um, but, yeah, it is It is. It is more Zwift or Zwift with flying cars, as one of you fellows very <laughs> aptly dubbed it. Um, a couple of kind of spin-off related topics before we before we finish on New York, which we probably won't do for a few minutes because it is it, it is a big new thing. And it, it it's only one big new thing that's coming this this autumn. I mean there is, you know, uh going back to your reference about level twenty five, Shane, I think it's pretty much an open secret that the uh we are gonna get new levels pretty soon. Uh virtual store, that's definitely coming. Eric Min it has a kind of personal project which is absolutely enormous. Uh, can't say any more than that at the moment, rather annoyingly for people, but that is huge, and I think that's going to be coming probably sometime in November, or at least we'll know more about it then. Um, but um, a couple of related things. Um, world switching. I mean, we now have five worlds, and the case kind of for easy world switching grows ever, ever stronger. Um I mean, I can tell listeners there's a really vigorous internal debate about subjects within Zwift. Um, so an intriguing post on Reddit, actually, from John Mayfield. And I don't think I'm betraying any confidences here by saying that John is very, very, very cautious about enabling world switching. Here's what he said on Reddit. I have a blog post, Facebook post, coming, showing the history of level swapping, by level swapping he means world switching, within Zwift why it is how it is currently and where we're going soon with it. I've read that slowly because those words are important. Since there's some increased interest, brackets, you annoying people on Swiftcast. (laughs) Um, Not sure when I'll post it, but it'll be sometime after we release New York. Um, So John's going to go, John's going to go through the history of why we are where we are with it and where we're going soon with it. Now, <laughs> it's a bit like, um, uh, for those who remember their politics before uh, before Glasnost in Russia, we can do a bit of cre- Kremlinology on this, where you passed every single syllable that came out of the Kremlin and looked for the kind of meaning, meaning in it. Um, my reading of that is that John might be constructing a case where he's kind of maintaining... The current position, maybe with some flexibility with world switching around events. Shane, I'm sure you would have read that that little paragraph as closely as I did. What's your what's your read what's your read on it? Oh, it's a hard one. Um, but yeah, doing CSI Reddit on that that paragraph, mm, I'm not sure. There's obviously this there's obviously debate either way. But now that there's already world switching for events, what's the big deal if you give someone the ability to select the world when they start the game anyway? I don't understand the the pushback there the thing that the issue that i have is especially um for example this week it's all about new york it's the separate run course on new york it's the new routes on new york it's everything but what if someone hasn't really seen all the hype and they log into their computer in a week's time they're like oh new york fantastic i'll log in where's new york where's my run course they've taken it away we've seen that with swift uh do they did that with watopia the new run routes they were hyped then they were taken away. You can't do that. You can't. It's, it's it's one hand saying one thing, the other hand saying the other thing. I'm not sure. You, it's coming through. It's coming through there. We have to have it soon anyway. There's there's, there's no doubt. It's going to have to happen. It's a good point, that, because you do see posts from newsifters saying, I was writing this really cool course on Tropical Island and now it's disappeared. Am I doing something wrong? Um, Nathan, what's your what's your Kremlinology on on the John Reddit post? I think it looks like maybe like limited options. The main concern I think is empty worlds. That that's what I think it is. And my opinion is that the game is made for the users and not for the developers. Sorry to say it, but it's give them the options and let them choose where they want to be. It's not about numbers. It's about what people want to do with the game. So let the people who use the game uh, have the choice to use it how they want to. 
Yeah, I mean, who could argue with that, really? I mean, if there's a concern, I understand the concern about having like a space that was made that's empty or something like that. I'm not sure that that would actually happen, even though I think people like something different from day to day. And I think there's enough people communicating and interacting that they would be like, let's go meet up over here or meet up over there. And maybe that'll come with a feature we that, you know, down the road. OK, well, um, moving on to kind of conclude the New York coverage, um, which is chunky, uh, as it should be, I think, because it is a big development. But one thing that really caught my eye, um, you, Swift posts their teaser video for, for, the, for the new world, which, you know, happens frequently and as usual when you get a post of that kind you get somebody from the company on hand to respond immediately to and engage with thrifters as they as they post comments usually it extends you know the first 10 or 20 comments you'll get some kind of response from the company um i noticed a really distinct kind of change in tone and content from that company person at swift this time i mean it's a really difficult job this one you know, most companies opt for the kind of relentlessly positive, bland, and to be honest, kind of quite syrupy response to, to people making points. But there was something just a little bit different about this, Shane. There was a, it, 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 there was a, a quite good bit of humour, I thought, and even a tiny bit of sort of edge. But there was a, there was a real kind of proper personality about it, and that was the first time I've seen that. Was, um, did you notice it, or is this just me over-analysing? No, no, I think you're spot on the money there. I didn't see that thread in particular. I saw the Zwift account replying to a few people, but I've, I'm busy. I've got a lot of other things going on at the moment to get, get stuck into. I wasn't going to dive into another thread. But I must say, I've, I've just had a Twitter interaction just an hour ago, and the same person is on there. And I, I quite like whoever it is. So the interaction here on Zwift was, look, it's a nice addition today with a drop of the much-hyped New York course, but what's with all the groups of people? Are they gangs standing by the verge? That's what somebody's put out. And I've <laughs> and they've, they've tagged a few people on Twitter. Now, I've replied back. This is just uh, – Chris Watts was the person on Twitter. And I've replied back to Chris with, look, it's the shady people standing alone that I'm keeping clear of, and I've put a knife and a pair of glasses. And Zwift have replied back with, never trust a stranger or a gang of them. <laughs> so that that's a perfect example yeah I, that's a perfect example i mean that you know it was that kind of tone and content in the in in the in the trailer video and and uh, you know uh, i applaud it actually maybe, maybe the person handling the swift account has, has changed but the, this is definitely different feel to it nathan did you did you sense it yeah, I think it's pretty cool. It's uh, definitely a different feel there, and I, I like it a lot. Okay, uh, finally on New York, and, and uh, it's not really on New York, actually, because this, this dropped in an update before New York, but Shane mentioned it just a few moments ago, and it is, it is persons to New York, which is this new UI um, for selecting routes. Is that word again? Routes, <laughs> routes within the game, and, and the aim was to make it a bit clearer. I mean, it, it means an extra click, and it didn't really please everybody. I saw quite a lot of negative on that actually um but i have to say i got used to it really really quickly and i actually really really like it and for me it makes navigation like 100 percent clearer i mean before i was peering at a tiny little logo wondering is that a mountain or is that is 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 that a, uh, a logo for countryside whereas this makes it 100 percent clear what will happen when you select a particular turn arrow uh, so I, I must say I'm a huge fan but there was quite a lot of pushback on it Shane replacing one click with two was kind of the thing I guess it's fine if you if you're set up with a desk for your mouse and stuff or it's you know your device is within easy reach do you think the negative stuff were, was from people who who just found it more difficult because stuff's not nearby the negative stuff was from me. I'll play the old man yells at cloud uh, role right here. I, I don't get it. Go on, um, then. When, when you come up to an intersection, I'd like to be presented with the options to have a look at where I'm going. Left, right, straight ahead. At the moment, I come up and I'm presented with one option. So is there four ways to turn? Is there two ways? Sometimes there's, there's actually when you're presented with the icon, there are three arrows coming off the icon. But sometimes there's only two turns to take. So I'm confused. Again, old man yells at cloud. Literally, the cloud. What, you know, <laughs> I, I don't know which way to turn. It's a learning curve for me, sure. And I'm guessing they've put it through some QA and they've had the sample group like that way they do it. It's just not for me. Not yet. Okay. Well, how strange, isn't it? I mean, because I really like it. Nathan, um, it's one all. Where are you casting vote, mate? Uh, I like the descriptions. I don't like the double click. So the descriptions are great because okay. then you know, like you know exactly where you were going. That's a great mm. upgrade to it. 
Um, but uh, the amount of time um, in order to go through two clicks and make a choice and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, th- yeah uh, th- th- that would be the one one uh, concession I'd make to my uh, glowing coverage of this. It, was, um, it does seem a little rushed. Well, that was you were supposed to be casting both there, Nathan, uh, but you were like, you were being equivocal. Both and it's both. It's a, there's some good things about it and some things I still don't like about it. So, I like the descriptions. Okay, I'll go with it. I'll go with it that I like it better than it was before because I know where I'm going, especially with new courses right now. On the old courses, I'm kind of like, well, I knew where I was going anyway, so I need more time. But on the new course, it's better. So uh, it depends on what course I'm on. Okay, okay. Well, that's a narrow a narrow win for the UI. Okay, uh, that's it on New York and related matters. Chunky bit of coverage, but after all, that was one big release. Right on! Okay, let's move on. Uh, Marge Kaufman is... Let's just say she's older than the average Swifter, I would have thought. Anyway, she hopped onto a trainer and she kept on riding until she'd finished the Kona mission a distance of 112 miles. Uh, This is a recent challenge on Zwift, uh, completion of which qualifies you to stand a chance of winning the new specialised Shiv bike, which has some kind of crazy $10,000 plus prize tag and, um, shall we say, distinctive looks. Anyway, I needed to talk to Marge, so I did. Well, welcome to the Zwiftcast to Marge Kaufman. Hi, Marge. Hello, Simon. I'm going to start by asking you a terribly, terribly rude question. Could you tell me how old you are, Marge? I will be 66 in December. Okay, well, I think it is pertinent because you jumped on the trainer and you just didn't stop riding. Tell me about it. I woke up on Monday morning and I saw Shane's YouTube video and I listened to it and I listened to it again and he said there was a challenge out there. So I quick hopped on the Zwift Companion found the event and I logged in and it said 112 miles. And I thought, oh my gosh. So I got ready, got on my bike. I started biking. I figured I'll do 30 miles today and then maybe some more next day. And I thought, I have nothing else to do today. Maybe I'll just do it all in one. Then I don't have to worry about doing it for the rest of the week. And I just didn't stop. I took two 20 minute breaks during the day, started at 9.30 in the morning, got done at four and ate a lot of food. First of all, congratulations, Marge. I mean, that is an, that's an incredible achievement. I mean, I'll tell you one thing. I've never ridden 100 miles on Swift, and I'm not sure I ever will. Um, that, that, you know, that's a long time in the saddle. Were you, were you somewhat sore afterwards? No, just my legs a little bit. It's, I, I'm an endurance rider in real life, so I'm kind of used to the 100-mile rides. Okay. And how long have you been Swifting? I've been Zwifting since 2015, and I've been biking since 2012. Okay, so you discovered it fairly late in life. Oh, yes. Yes, I did. But you've obviously never looked back. No, I love Zwift. It's just made the world a difference for my health and and everything else I do, yeah. Cycling's good for you. There's absolutely no doubt about that, whether it's indoors or outdoors. It's a very fine thing to do. Um, What's your kind of climate like? Um, Are you relegated to the indoors a lot in winter? Is it very cold where you live? Yes, it's we're up at the Great Lakes. I'm on the lake shore of Lake Michigan, and it gets very cold. A lot of ice, a lot of sleet. But Swift must have been an absolute boon to you. It's a lifesaver. I got this really nice bike, and I thought, no, I can't drive it or ride it. And then I got a kicker, and I thought, this is great. And so you, so you have proved. Was that your first century on Swift, Marge? I think it's my third. Okay, okay, you're an old hand, aren't you? Yes, yes, a lot of miles. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, a lot of people aspire to doing a century. What would your tips be? Drink a lot of water. I drank two, actually, I drank four 32-ounce bottles of water while doing that ride on that Monday. So that was my lifesaver. I drank a lot of water, and I ate oatmeal for breakfast. That was about it. Uh, uh, did you eat during the ride? And a banana. Ah, uh, granola bar, that was about it. You run on empty, don't you, Marge? <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> it's the only way to run. <laughs> and and what do you think of the missions? I mean, do you find them very motivating? I do, yes. This year was my first uh, Zwift Academy, and I loved it. I, I just, I got done, like, in four weeks. I, I just finished right away. Well, listen, more power to your elbow. Um, it was a fantastic achievement. You got so many great comments on Strava, I noticed. Yes, yes, a lot of people commented. And I got 100 ride-ons during the ride, which was really exciting. Yeah, 
Yeah. And we're speaking literally hours before the release of New York. Are you are you excited? Yes, I am very excited. I always like new routes. I just and now I started running on Swift too, so that's really enjoyable. Yeah, wow. Well, you are a dedicated Swifter, Marge, and I uh, I raise my hat to you. Very well done indeed, and a pleasure talking to you. Thanks so much for telling us about it. Thank you, Simon. Right on! Uh, good on Marge. Marvellous Marge. And, and I don't mean to be patronising about her age, but, I mean, that's a great ride by anybody with no planning. Just jump on and knock out a century she, she got a little bit of social media traction actually marge uh you're a fan chain i think yeah absolutely I, I saw the effort that she posted up and uh i, I messaged her straight away saying marge uh, can i actually share this out for you because that's a pretty damn good effort i'd only recently done a video the day before sh- telling people what the experience was about which was you know having to ride 112 miles or 180 kilometers to get the bike or to unlock it or potentially unlock it whatever the the, the um, mission was she said she'd seen that and just got on it just kept riding so I said, like, I want to share this out. So I did. I shared it out, and we got her kudos through the roof, which was good to see. That definitely deserved, and uh, yeah, an inspiring effort for sure. Yeah, yeah. And she was, she was so matter of fact about it in the interview. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's just, it's only hundred miles. No sweat. Um, Nathan, this, this actually got us all thinking. We've been, we've been talking offline about about missions and challenges, actually, and the short term, time limited ones with a prize, like like the one Marge did. I mean, they're cool and stuff. But the longer term ones, you know, the ones you slowly work your way towards, um, they haven't changed in like ages and ages and ages is it uh, do you think it might be time to refresh those those longer term challenges i'm looking actually right now there there, well there's four spots and there's one that just sits there that just never opened up that's just always locked for the rest of our lives but um you know you climb mount everest ride california and tour of italy and they each get a different bike um and yeah it would be cool and the reason why i think is because to have something to work toward daily uh, throughout the entirety of your Zwifting and you can aim at it um, and then finish that challenge because uh, it gives you something motivate some sort of motivation to go after on a daily basis um, rather than the one-offs and the one-offs just like kind of like events and, and, and challenges, they can get lost in the shuffle of life where Zwifting is kind of about on your terms, you know, on, on the timing that you can throw at. And so, yeah, you might take notice of a cool thing that's like this, um, but at the same time, you can always jump on and go towards something you're working toward in the long term as well. Um, Shane, challenges, missions, do they work for you? Uh, I'm all a bit confused these days because we used to have the challenges, which were accessed under the user profile. There was three of those and the mysterious fourth one that's never shown up, and which was the Everest one, the Across Italy and Race California, Ride California, then the unknown one. Then we have missions that pop up, which is more of a, a, a more of a commercial arrangement, I guess, Swift has with other companies. Um, I'm all for them. I'm all for them being set. Um, this one was a little weird because once you've selected it, you couldn't unselect it. And I think you were forced to ride that bike. So this was just maybe a little rushed. Not sure. Um, but I'm all for them. If any, anything that gamifies or puts a carrot in front of people or tells them that, hey, you need to do this to get that, I'll be on it. I mean, I tried, but the weather was really nice here. I was outside clocking up my miles, so I didn't actually quite get to the uh, the total for that one. Yeah, interesting one. I think there needs to be a little bit of clarification around those missions, how many there's going to be coming up and when they'll be popping up. Um, but again, this is a part of the move maybe into the gamification side of things, maybe a bit more incentive for us to do different things on the bike. We've seen things like Gold Rush incentivize us to go and get coins or virtual coins and come back. We've seen Paperboy on uh, April 1st, I think it was this year, to throw things. Um, I'm hoping the missions or the tasks move down that direction. I came up with the idea the other day that maybe we should be allowed to ride on the runners only course, but if the blue bots come out and chase us down, we get thrown off or we get put into the spiral of death or something. So, yeah, maybe we could go and terrorize the, the runners on the run path, <laughs> but only if we can get away with it. I mean, just little things you know, like that. I don't know. Finally, on this, I. I I kind of think that the, the three original challenges it, it is maybe time for a bit of a refresh for the for that. And, and the reason I say that really is because those long term challenges, as you say, time is often a, an issue for people. So they're not time limited. But the thing about those is, if you're going on to Zwift to just have a ride, you're not doing a group ride or a race or an event. You just think, oh, God, I just stretch my legs, uh, which I do increasingly these days. Actually, um, you can at least make that ride count towards something rather than it just being, you know, a kind of junk mile ride. Um, so, um, you know, 
yeah, maybe maybe we should have some 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 fresh thinking on the long term challenges. Anyway, talking of challenges, um, cheesy link. Uh, not many Swifters have faced such a big one as Rachel Elliott. I mean, I've covered Rachel's story from her incredibly strong rise right in the very very early days of the platform through the catastrophic and life-changing stroke she suffered and into her recovery and rehab, which was helped enormously by the Zwift community. And we've covered the story a lot, mainly because I find Rachel just an unbelievably inspiring character. I mean, she every time I talk to her, I, I kind of switch the microphone off at the end and just pause and reflect on what she said. She's just, she's amazing. So... Um, you know, I'm not making any excuses or apologies for, for running another story about Rachel because I just find her amazing. Anyway, she's she's building a new life now and that may include what would have seemed to have been to many uh, Zwifters and cyclists a, a really obvious move, which was perhaps competing as a disabled athlete on a tandem. But that path, like quite a lot else in Rachel's life over the last year or so is not proving easy. Um, so I thought it was time for another catch-up with the inspiring Rachel Elliott. I mean, obviously, I had my stroke now back in February, uh, 10 months ago now. I, I made very quick progress at the start, uh, but since then, to be honest, been very little progress. So I'm, I'm now left with quite a severe visual impairment. I'm adapting to it. I'm now on the waiting list for a guide dog, which I should get get in a year or so. Whilst it's been a life-changing experience for me, I, I have to say I think I'm actually happier now than I was before I had this stroke. Really? Yes. Yeah, so that might sound quite strange, but it's actually opened up a, a lot of new doors for me. I, I've landed myself a dream new job, which I'm really, really enjoying. And I think part of the reason I got it, it's actually in business resilience. I think part of the reason I got it was because of my personal resilience with the stroke. And it, I, I now feel a lot more confident. I think because I've lost my vision, I can talk better. It's, it just seems to have given me a, a, a brand new lease of life. And I'm no longer worrying about getting my next three hour training session in. I, I go on to Zwift now and uh, I, I ride with friends. I don't worry about, you know, doing FTP busting efforts every single time. And I, I'm really, really enjoying it. I'm, I'm really enjoying it. So, um, you know, I'd obviously like, like to be able to see still, <laughs> but um, it's given me tremendous positives. And, and I've been completely buoyed by the community and that on Zwift and and I know I say it a lot and but but it really does hold true I I, I couldn't have got through this without without the community and I I really do think it's thanks thanks to the people of Zwift that I've I'm in the sort of quite happy place that I am now that is an incredible achievement because what what you went through was was severe by by any stretch it is scary to be have a stroke at 39 and and, and think you're on the way out it had a very low survival rate so I was very worried. Um, but, you know, I've, I've got quite a lot of psychological support as part of um, my treatment from the National Health Service, which has been absolutely brilliant, I have to say. I've, I've always been quite a sceptic of psychological support, but it's, it's really made me realise the help it can do. I'm, I'm really in, in a sort of much better psychological place than I was before. And, it, and it's great not to be obsessing about racing, you know, worrying about which race I'm doing that weekend. You know, it's, it, the world's my oyster now and I'm, I'm, you know, I've got no fear. If I can survive a stroke, you, you feel you can survive anything. Do you know, there will be literally thousands of people who are absolutely delighted to hear that. Tell us about this, this short journey in, in, into Paralympian sport or your exploration of it. Pretty much as soon as I'd had the, the stroke, I had British Cycling contact me and ask me if I was interested in you know, getting onto the Paralympic squad. They wanted me to go along to a visual impairment assessment. I agreed to go to one in October and I was probably quite blasé about it. You know, I thought they were just going to assess me. I'd get classified and then I'd have the opportunity then to say I'd love to do it or I can decline it if I want to. I went to the assessment and I wasn't classified. Um, they couldn't classify me based on my current visual impairment, uh, which really shocked me. It completely floored me and deflated me. I was sat in a room with the three assessors in tears. And interestingly, they were in tears as well. They, they could see that I was somebody who was walking around with a white stick. I was crashing into shelves, falling over chairs. I couldn't see. They, 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 couldn't, they couldn't put me onto the programme because I could see enough. But 
my actual eye condition wasn't recognised. And, I mean, for people who don't understand the ins and outs of Paralympian sport, and I don't pretend to be an expert, but I do know that classification is absolutely crucial, isn't it? It is. Um, and for people who are visually impaired, there's there's three categories of classification. So there's a, a B1 category, and that's for people who are completely blind. And then there's a B2, which is severely visually impaired, and a B3, which is visually impaired. I've lost my entire upper visual field. But it wasn't enough of my visual field to be classified. And to me, it seems completely daft. I can't see. I can't, you know, in order to ride a bike, particularly to you know, ride on a tandem, you need to be able to see upward. And I can't do that. So to me, it seems incredibly unfair that the Paralympics were set up basically to give people like me who can't ride a bike solo the opportunity to compete. So it seems wrong. It does seem wrong. Hmm. And it must it must seem wrong to, to everybody. Is, is there any kind of appeals process or or is that it? British Cycling have got back to me and they're as cross as I am about it, which is um, quite encouraging. So they're going to try and press it to get some kind of rule change because they can see just how unfair it is. They said the same as me. You, you said earlier, Rachel, that the, the, the kind of pressure of the competition, you weren't missing so much, which makes me wonder, are you motivated to to fight this, and, and obviously in the correct way, but are you motivated to, to carry on to try to achieve classification? When they first phoned me, Tokyo 2020, there's, you know, something sounded quite nice about that. And, you know, I was beginning to get back on Zwift and I'd even started to take part in a few Swift races again, albeit a lower FTP than I was before. Even if it's not for me, I think it's a rule that needs to be changed for the good of the sport. It, 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 it's not something that should happen. The Paralympics should be there to give people like myself the opportunity. I'd really like to, you know, give it my best shot and see if it's see if it's a possibility. So I'm I'm hopeful. Well, that's obviously a, a continuing story and one one that we'll try to keep abreast of here on the Zwiftcast as, as, as things develop. Um, have you met your guide dog yet, Rachel, or have you met any guide dog? I mean, that, that must be quite a big... It's a long time to wait, I know, but that must be quite a big thing in your life. It's a massive thing in my life. and I haven't met my dog yet and I won't get to know who my dog is um, until I actually go for my training which will be just before I get my dog they are now waiting for a dog to come up which fits my criteria uh I I can't wait and I've met so many guide dogs and so many guide dog owners I just see see how brilliant they are and I can't wait to have one to to really help me get about as I said before there will be thousands of people absolutely delighted to hear you adapting so well to such a huge event in your life despite the the, the slight setback over the Paralympian thing, but um, there, there's clearly hope on that as well. Um, as ever, Rachel, it's a complete delight and pleasure to talk to you. Thank you so much indeed again for your time. Well, thank you. And I, I, I really would like to say thank you to everyone who's been so supportive on Zwift. Um, a big part of my recovery has actually been leading some of the, the Zwift Academy group rides. And I've met so many really inspiring ladies on there and it, it's you know they they were the highlight of my week all the time I was doing it and and it, it sort of touched my heart the support from them as well so um thank you Swift community it's been amazing and um I, I, I can't thank everyone enough she is just amazing and that decision just looks absolutely crazy like she said the Paralympics was set up for people like her. Nathan, have you any experience with that the, the Byzantine world, as far as I can see, of, of classifications for, for Paralympian or, or disabled athletes? I know you've got an interest and you support and help um, hand cycling on Swift. Have you, have you come across kind of decisions like this, which just you look at them and think that makes no sense? No, I, I don't actually have any. I mean, hers doesn't make any sense at all. If she can't see, I mean, she can't see. It seems like to me, you know. But um, you know, maybe there's. I don't. I don't know. I don't. I don't even want to try and get into the weeds of it. You know what I mean? And try and understand it. But like perhaps the amount of sight that some of the other people who do have this classification at the level, what was it, B three? I think it was right that would have some sight. Um, is so limited compared 
to Rachel that she would have an advantage. I could see that would be the only thing, but I don't understand what the advantage would even be. And, and it sounds like there's a lot of people in her corner on this one too. And maybe there's just a technical thing that's in the way that maybe needs to get looked at. But no, my, I mean, my support of the, uh, there is a para Zwift community, um, out there that's got, it's, it's, it's a smaller community. Um, this, uh, Daniel Sonnebrand, I believe it is put it together, a great guy. And he competes as a hand cyclist. So I do have, uh, some, uh, experience there and people should definitely check that out. But, um, if, if you're, you know, know people who are into, uh, not just hand cycling, he is about supporting all, like all para, um, in cycling too, as well with that community. But, um, yeah, the rate with Rachel's situation, it just, I mean, if she can't, see on the bike you can't see on the bike so uh but i, I really hope that it works out for her because like you said i mean just a, an amazing heart and just wants to be able to get back at something she loves and is passionate about mm. well she's certainly got a powerful ally in, in british cycling fashion helping her fight a corner on that one okay well another one's flown by uh fellas last topic time um tricky one there are some very, very, very large moves coming in, in this arena, uh, including from Zwift and indeed another player who may be well known to Zwifters who race. Um, but we can't too, talk too much about the detail. The principle, however, we can uh, express some views on for what they're worth. And this whole area is e-sports. Um, Zwift has made no secret whatsoever of its ambitions to be the biggest player in the birth of what's basically being billed as a brand new sport. I mean, they've built some bridges with the UCI and there's a lot more to come in this area from Zwift and some of that will be quite soon. But, uh, guys, I think it's fair to say that the barriers to a new sport being born and that, that new sport being virtual cycling, the barriers to those, I think, are quite high. I mean, eliminating cheating... Obviously, it's going to be extremely challenging. We've talked about this before on the Zwiftcast. I don't think the technology, I know you you agree, Shane, and I think you agree, Nathan, I don't think the technology is quite ready yet. And last but not least, I must say I'm not wholly convinced that what we've seen so far is actually sufficiently compelling for the viewer. I mean, you know, is the product strong enough to make this a, a proper... Uh, sport that will attract people to screens to watch it. I, I must say, I'm not, I'm not convinced on that. But Zwift, for sure, is invested. Um, it's being driven hard by Eric Min, and what he has in mind is incredibly ambitious. I mean, it's tricky to answer this without sharing the detail, but the principles we, we can talk about. And that principle is, Shane, can virtual cycling be converted into a brand new sport which we're going to call an e-sport but 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 is the potential there can it happen uh yeah we could talk about this for days and days look i i think stepping back from the technology there's obvious flaws in the current technology that's being used which is designed for the one person at home in one room with their one device that's pretty much the limitations we have at the moment and nobody else malicious coming along and uh yeah setting trainers in erg mode over bluetooth when you're connected via amp plus fec etc etc so the technology side of things needs to be fixed um, the in viewer engagement and all that sort of stuff, I think is still even one level further than what I'm going to talk about. That is the sport itself. We need to define what that sport is, because if we're, if, if Zwift are going to the UCI saying, we're going to reinvent the sport, we want this to be our sport. No, no. They're saying they want Zwift. It's an e-Zwift event. It's e-Zwift cycling. It's not cycling as a whole because they'll start talking about power-ups. Well, that's only Zwift. They'll start talking about, you know, let's just say the draft effect within Zwift. It's, it can't be just one company driving this because that's just marketing. That's all that that is. It's just a big fat advertisement. If this is this is bigger than Zwift itself, I want to see companies like, well, Tax themselves last week held the Wattmeister competitions with the Pro Tour cyclists. So a, a, a lot of Yumbo um, rider won that. We see Kinomap attending the Paris Games Week with their Kinomap eSports side of things. I'd like an independent body to be set up to then drive where this sport is going to go. And then the technology plugs into that rather than Zwift being the sport, because that excludes a lot of people and excludes a lot of companies and a lot of brilliant, brilliant minds. It, it's an excellent point, Nas. I mean, that really is an excellent point. I mean, I think the point you're making is that, you know, it would be wrong if this is going to be, let's call it a proper sport, for a company to have ownership of it. And I, I accept that point. I think it's a really, really good point. However, Shane, there is a role 
for leadership. Absolutely. And and Eric Min is particularly suited to that role, I think. I mean, I, I think he's an excellent leader. He's an inspiring and ambitious guy who can get people to work together. He's the world's best networker. I mean, watching Eric Min network is... It's poetry in motion. He, he, I mean, he's so good at that kind of stuff. So there is a role for leadership, and like nobody else is providing it, actually. So Eric said, well, OK, I'll do it. Well, why not? Because it, it, it does require leadership of that, of that calibre. Yeah, for sure. Look, he's, he has the investors and has the cash, and I'm not sure anybody else in the industry has done quite so well. Um, so for sure, someone needs to drive this, but I think it needs to be more holistic, if that's the word. I'm, I'm thinking more coming from the open source community, from uh, you know, programming and things like that. Things need to be a little bit more open, discussion from all angles, because it risks just being another marketing thing. And other people being turned away from it and not promoting it. Whereas if everyone was involved, everyone will promote it and everyone would be a part of it. It's kind of like, let's just say the Ford card company, car company sets up just one racing league for Ford cars only. I mean, it might be a great racing league to watch and watch Ford cars go around. What about all the other manufacturers? If they came in, it'd be a bigger event. I see the same with this eSport. The problem is, it's the reality that's being provided. So we have all the trainer manufacturers coming in being part of it, but the, who's supplying the reality? That's a tricky one. So, hmm, interesting times, though, for sure. It's a good point. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, very interesting. And, and, of course, we don't yet know the full extent of what is going to be announced. I mean, there is going to be something big announced, for sure. But And we don't know the full extent. But the point you're making is it can't simply be a marketing tool to drive Zwift. And actually, Eric, May, you know, Eric Min's a smart guy, so he's not going to pump like millions of dollars into this unless there's a, a good outcome for Swift. You would have thought, unless he's doing it purely out of the goodness of his own heart. And you know, maybe there's an element about that because he is very emotionally attached to cycling, but maybe not. Nathan, your your views, and I know it's such a complicated subject. I mean, uh, and such a big subject. But but Shane took one part of it there and and, and made some re really good points on it. Is there another part that you might like to make similar points on? There's a lot to talk about here. What I want to say in just a one-off, when you ask the question about can it be done, if the yes, 100%, I believe it can be, it's about the product and the show. And I do believe that it's those two things. You show up with the right product and then you show it off the right way. You do two, those two things and you, gotta show, and, and you have something people will watch. Um, there's a lot of work to do, to be done. It's it's going back to that cliche from my business, you know, and lots of businesses actually these days. And it's it's a simple one: content is king. People will come to this if they get something from watching it. And what do you get from watching sport? You get narrative. You get you get personality. You get live action. You get excitement. You get jeopardy. Now, if it can have all of those things, which sport has. And I know this because I watch a lot of sports. <laughs> you know, uh, you know. It, I think it does stand a chance, but it's got to have those things. Nathan, I don't see those things currently. Yeah, currently I'd agree with you. The relatability needs to be there too. And I, that's the thing, though, that I do see with this. I see a couple of things that come together so well. You have the virtual environment that is extremely accessible, okay? Boom, you put it out there and it's accessible, it's ready to go. You have the relatability of an active effort of individuals that cycling is easily understood by any anybody who's watching it. And then you have, um, you know, the reality of, of these two worlds that are intersecting in the gaming space with sport and gaming, where you have a large audience of viewers on both sides of that, if you can put them together in the right way to make it compelling to the viewer. So on a large, you know, this is from the highest up bird's eye view without getting into any weeds. Cause I got a lot of, you know, we all, all three of us have written tons of things to each other on different places, all over the place. And lots of people in Zwift, outside Zwift, other companies, whatever it might be, there's lots to get into, but I do believe it can work. If, um, you know, if the, the compelling nature can be created in, and I do need to say it is done in regular esports by single games, by single producers, they do do it. Overwatch, perfect example, Dota, another example. I mean, actually almost every game has its own esport. Now the question is they have such a large user base that they could get away with that. Right. Like mainly it's their user base and then their friends and people who just happen to turn in who are already watching eSport and enjoy it are now tuning in more and more and more just to whatever the competition might be at the time on Twitch or whatever it might be. Um, the You know, there's a there's this like thing we've never seen before. And if we put it out there and, and how we put it out there and what it looks like, 
will people start showing up to it? So I do think there's a little bit of this, like it's a unicorn thing where we're not sure what it's going to do once we put it into the world. You know, like you say, we could talk for hours about this, and we've, 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 we've you know, we've probably bored enough people actually. Uh, for this episode, but for sure we're coming back to this because what Eric is working on is, is big. I mean, it is big. I can say no more and it will be out there before too long and we will return to this subject. But good start on the discussion that I think. OK, that's about it for this episode. I did want to do something on the Academy semi-finalists, but it, it's just got squeezed out. So many other things to talk about in this episode. New York, obviously. But just quickly, Shane, massive showing from New Zealand. Yeah, I don't know what's in the water over there or what's in the wool, I guess, off the sheep's back. Uh, there's, there's a lot. I think there was, was there five of the 20 from New Zealand. There may have even yeah. been more. Very interesting. Well, I mean, they're a sporting nation, you know. Let's look at the All Blacks. I mean, the, the one thing about New Kiwis, you know, they do like to win, perhaps even more than Aussies, actually, and, and a pretty competitive bunch. Yeah, look, uh, we won't talk about the cricket or the rugby. <laughs> <laughs> OK, well, hopefully I'll come back to the Academy next episode because um, it's, it's well worthy of some coverage. Um, OK, and just before we go, the glitch, <laughs> the 38-minute glitch, yeah, which got a bit of traction, actually, after, after the last episode. Um, I've had a lot of confirmation privately and, and publicly from people on, on, on the 38-minute glitch from attentive Swifters. Um, uh, but it seems to have moved. It's, it seems to have moved to the 41-minute glitch. And I personally got the 41-minute screenshot glitch uh, last time I wrote. Um, it's, <laughs> could this, Shane, could, I mean, we do know people at, at Zwift do listen to the Zwiftcast. Do you think this could be Zwift moving it down to 41 minutes? Because maybe the average session length for a Zwifter is, I don't know, maybe 40 minutes. And <laughs> this kind of just moves it down? Or is that ludicrously I like this. conspiratorial? No, no. I love this segment. This is bug hunting, and they have to go through all the episode first to hear us what we've got to say about Zwift, and then we talk about important things they need to fix. This is good. This is a good theory. So, yes, uh, in, in this week's episode of bug hunting on Zwift, um, I'm not sure, but I have noticed it. it. It does pop up every now and then, even though I'm multitasking the system. When it does glitch, I'm like, oh, was that it? Or was that not it? I, I can't. It, it's really doing my head in. So uh, my question is, what, what's our next bug of the week we're going to be talking about to get fixed? <laughs> well, this one does, does seem to be 41 minutes. Anyway, okay, uh, that's enough of that. I'm sure people will will, will report further, uh, further, further. What, what 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 are we calling this? Screenshot glitch. Screenshot screenshot glitch. That's not easy with a lift. Um, <laughs> uh, bug. Anyway, okay. So if you've got any more incidences, do let me know through the usual channels. Okay, that's it, fellas. Um, I am back in my car park. I ought to report to listeners because my my beloved internet service provider the 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 company i most value the company i, I, I when i give them money, my money every month quite a significant sum i i give it to them with a spring in my step and joy in my heart such as the regularity consistency and reliability of the service that they provide to me which is why i'm sitting in a car park because again virgin media thank you so much you have deprived me of my internet connection. So, thanks, guys. Um, luckily, it's a beautiful morning. It is chilly. Actually, I can't have the heater on because the mic would pick it up. Um, but it is a beautiful autumn morning here. Um, but back in the mobile recording studio of the car. So, thanks, Virgin Media. I hope uh, the sound quality has not been too compromised for listeners. Um, and that's that's it. Adventures of the Zwiftcast episode, where are we? 56, completed. Um, thanks very much, boys. Anything quick you'd like to add before we go, Nathan? Um, ZCL in full swing for Europe, Americas. So we're doing, I think, SCR series and the new Wahooligan stuff with WBR. I'm on. Jesper's doing uh, Zwift Rider Germany autumn series. And I think he's going to be jumping on the chop again, too, on Thursday. So, yeah, lots of race stuff, obviously. We've been chatting about esports. We're really going to be focusing a lot on that over the next months and so. So, uh, yeah, that's what's happening over on our end with ZCL. Cool. Search Zwift Community Live on Facebook to find that. Uh, Shane, still uh, the content factory in your garage in Melbourne, banging out the YouTube videos, mate? Yeah, yeah, we have something new coming through the door to have a look at, and uh, the sunshine is now coming back, so it's a lot of rides outdoors, and uh, yeah, just me, standard fare, punching out the videos and maintaining the rage when things don't work. 
But when they do, it's happy days. <laughs> <laughs> I love the edge in your voice when you said when things don't work. There, you uh, a fellow fellow feeling with my internet service provision when things don't work. Virgin Media. Anyway, I'm just going home to get on the phone to them and um, give them. Um, I'll just lend them a small piece of my mind. I think. Um, very uh, very good to talk to you as always, boys. New York is fun. I might go away and ride that soon as well. Uh, always a good uh, good way of getting rid of a little bit of anger is <laughs> is going for a ride. Um, anyway, I hope the uh, the mobile recording studio hasn't affected your enjoyment of the Zoofcast too much for this episode. Uh, always great to talk to you two guys. See you next time. Thanks a lot. Goodbye. Cheers. Cheers, guys. Just a word as usual of gratitude and thanks to Swift for helping to make the podcast happen and to be so frequent. Uh, We're very grateful for their support and uh, the usual reminder that they don't influence anything we say during the podcast. Sorry about the lift. Hope it'll be better next time. Thanks for listening.